everyone, and welcome to the Accounts Payable Association podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Radford, and I'll be sharing with you insights and interviews with leading industry experts. We hope you enjoy. Well, John, um, you got me on this sticky out bit. So you mentioned that earlier. Um, So in terms of the sticky out bit or the notable um, shape of Gary's projects, how would you sort of determine that? So yeah, if you if, if you stand back and look at the, that landscape that I was uh, that I was describing, um, I mean Gary's just mentioned quite a f- quite a few of the sticky out bits um, or, already. So n- number one is is the criticality of, of that invoice processing and and the potential effect on uh, having goods on on the literally on the shop floor. Um, it's it's clearly um, a business critical process for for, for, for Grafton. Um, there was a because I, I suspect to some extent of of the previous project there was a very high level of stakeholder involvement um, and scrutiny of, of of the project. I think that's probably fair to say, isn't it? It had a very almost high. quite understated, John. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, because the previous project um, attempted was X had started and had been you know, catastrophic even for the short period we tried it. Um, when we pulled it back, you know, it was very, very visible to the the main PLC boards and of key interest to the main PLC board. So they were scrutinising this project from the outset all the way through. Right. And that, that, that led to a requirement, I think, to, to, to almost over-report sort of status and progress and, and so on. Which, which is absolutely fine. We expect to be able to do that, but 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 I think in this particular case, there was quite a lot of, dare I say, tension around around the project to to, to be sure that it was going to work properly and that we were on track and things were going well. Um, so, um, Gary also alluded already to um, multiple systems and. That's that's the situation we which we encounter in a number of our clients, a number of our customers. Um, so there was AX and, and, and other systems involved as well, um, and coupled with that, if you like, um, Grafton had have a lot of different types of orders. Um, I think there are currently fourteen different sorts of orders flowing through the system. Um, so each of those order types. Or many of them have slightly different processing rules. They have different tolerances that can be applied when we're matching the invoices to those orders. They have different groups of people who need to to review those those, those invoices if they come into query. Um, so the the rules have to be very um, have to be very configurable for, for Grafton, and also Grafton need control over those business rules so they can so they can tweak them and change them. Um, so. Uh, Critical process, lots of stakeholder involvement, um, multiple systems, many, many different order types. Um, brands, Gary mentioned earlier on, different brands, again, with different processing requirements, different, different groups of people. Um, there are there, And there are brands within store, um, which... Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we have implants within a branch. Yeah, which are slightly different brands or sub-brands, if you like. Yeah, so sub-brands within the branches. Lots and lots of branches, as we've heard, and also a key driver for for the process improvement was to be able to enable those branches to be able to participate fully in the the process, um, to take control of processing their own invoices. 
should they need to need sort of manual intervention. Um, mix of EDI and um, paper-based and uh, email invoices. Um, I think the total volume of invoices is, is uh, about 1.7 million when we started the project. Uh, On an annual basis. A, a year. So that's a, that's a lot of invoices going through yeah. that system. So another sticky out bit, therefore, as, as, as Gary mentioned before, is performance. Um, we have to be able to automatically match those invoices and, and validate them and then automatically match them in a short space of time, reliably. And of course, with, as with everybody, you get peaks and troughs through the year, um, but also during a month and, and also during a week. Um, so Monday morning processing is, is quite... Uh, is quite heavy because you've you've got all of the invoices that have arrived through over the weekends. They yeah. keep coming through. Yeah, they just don't stop. <laughs> so, um, so another sticky habit there. Um, there was a requirement as well for a phased transition within with, within the process. So, um, we needed to provide Grafton with with a mechanism for for phasing out the old finance system and phasing in the new, which meant that we had to be able to post the invoice data that we'd acquired and validated and processed, um, we had to deliver it into two different finance systems. And Grafton needed the control over which finance system any particular invoice was going to go into, so that gradually they could switch over from the one to the other and do that under their own control as, as, as they were prepared to do that. I think that's, that's uh, that is exactly the case. number of it, isn't it? I think the... Yeah, the I, I don't like big big bang projects. Big bang projects are inherently risky. Yeah. Um, when we tried uh, turning on AX just for invoice matching, for you, know, uh, that was a big bang, and it was it went bang very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, which is one of the benefits of a big bang, I guess. If it's going to go wrong, it goes wrong quickly. Yeah. Um, so this this time taking control of this and planning it properly you know as john said performance was a key sensitive area you know we know we've got high volumes we know we've got lots of users it would be lovely to say that all our invoices match our orders but they don't so yeah you know we aspire to improve our auto match rate and you know data empowers us to do that but you know we're on that journey now so we know we've got lots of manual matching and you know validation to to address so that workflow piece is key so performance is, is paramount and yeah yeah we, we needed to make sure we did it the migration safely avoid big bang and migrate all of those influenced the design mm-hmm. that we came up with yeah in some ways making it more complex mm-hmm. because we added the capability and the integration between documentation and the legacy systems to allow that phased control. Mm-hmm. But it took time at the beginning of the project. It took time to design, time to build, time to test. Yeah. But to pay dividends at the end, because actually the migration and bringing branches on one at a time or you know, region at a time has enabled the migration to go through pretty smoothly yeah, and in a very controlled fashion. Mm. So that's an interesting point. So obviously whenever you do a project, you sound like the project went really, really well. Obviously. How did the project unfold? Obviously, there's some change to the business. How did that working relationship with yourself and documentation sort of transition, if you like? The I think the start of the journey, once we yeah, we selected documentation, it was then pretty much full on straight away. So yeah, yeah, we came together with a, a project scope, project teams on both sides, 
And actually the two teams then started to work all the way through through the design, through testing. Uh, and there were times when you know, we're trying to drive things at one pace and you know, documentation quite rightly trying to you know, slow it down or do it in a more controlled way. And we're trying to, you know, you're working on slightly different timescales. So the, you know, the project teams went through through you know, sensible tensions really. Yeah. You know? um, but when we got to testing, yeah, there was we did some performance testing yeah, uh, pre starting to do a, a long period of, of testing with real data. Uh, and during that, you know, the, the support for the project, if you like, transitioned from documentation building to you know, graft and then taking control of the testing with support from documentation. And then once we got to Roma, actually it was graft and control again with documentation support. So actually as, as the project teams, you know, it was a logical transition of responsibility from you know, documentation being key through the development phase to, to graft them through the testing and through the deployment. Hmm. Anything to add to that, John? Is that so seamlessly how that works? No, I, thought, I, I think Gary summed it up very well. Um, I think the, the things that I would pick out through that process, if you like, were um, the design workshops were, were, were critical. Yeah. And I, I think th- th- there's an underlying theme here of sort of partnership and, and the way the two teams work together. Um, we had quite a lot of people at the design workshops, and quite quite rightly so. Um, a mix of technical, yeah, accounts payable were key, a particular individual, our accounts payable manager, Diane Quartermain, mm-hmm. has been instrumental through all this project. Yes, he's been brilliant. Yeah, yeah a big key business owner, yeah, um, and stakeholder. Yeah. So she's been part of the design and owns the process all the way through to what it is today now operationally. Um, with other business users, branch operations, yeah, and brands, because obviously it impacts their staff and how we need to change their process or formalise some of their processes, in effect. And that's, that's a really key point, actually. I, I'm glad you picked up on that. It's nice to hear that key stakeholders are involved in the project, but you know it's nice to hear that an AP manager now owns that, that project and the delivery and owns that process going forward. And she was, Diane, I think you said, the young lady's name was, was a key instrumental individual, so that's great to hear actually from our audience point of view. Mm. She, she was instrumental in the project, uh, one of the, the key people from day one to today. Brilliant. I think um, as, as well during that during that, that project, I mentioned it already really, that, that there was a lot of feedback going on between the two teams, we're also back to, back to the board of Grafton's. Um, the um, the testing that Gary was referring to there was with the benchmarking against the original system was again a, a critical part of the project I think um, and it's something that we, we do sometimes do for, for customers who want to run the two things in parallel um, but I think this was this was that was on, on steroids really wasn't it, it was kind of rocket powered <laughs> benchmarking. <laughs> Be- because of the previous project, probably, it had an even greater emphasis. And, and all the other factors that we've talked about, was the volume of invoices, the quality of the data that was available to us. We had to be very, very careful as, 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 a, as a team between the two, the two organisations, as a, a holistic team, that that system was going to work when, when we put it into production. And the only way we could, we could absolutely guarantee that was to do all this benchmarking. So we, we took large volumes of real data and processed it and spent a lot of time together analysing the results because 
the, the, the things in the data I think surprised everybody weren't they? And, and, um, we, which, which, and we continue to be surprised at <laughs> which, which, which we needed to, 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 to unearth you know if, if orders weren't quite the way we, we thought they would be or EDI data you know, wasn't quite as complete as we hoped that it would be we needed to know those things because those that you know that the quality of the data can trip a project like this up because you're trying to automate and it's yeah. all based around data. Um, so the benchmarking was 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 an important part. Um, I think the, the benchmarking was partly a, almost a, a prerequisite for us to go to you know, full deployment testing. You know, we needed to make sure that when we went live with this, that we didn't really have a detrimental impact on invoice volumes to be manually addressed. So we needed at least a comparable auto-match benchmark Mm -hmm. with what our current legacy system did. Even though our legacy system currently doing it was doing it in a, uh, in some (laughs) cases, I would say an approximate fashion. (laughs) 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 Nevertheless, yeah, sort of 70% of invoices were auto-matched approximately. Right. (laughs) Versus, you know, we need to make sure we didn't have a massive increase in volumes of invoices when this went in. To be manually matched, so we needed to yeah. at least the workload have seventy percent auto matched, you know, to be delivered from the from day one. Uh, and yeah, it's it's good at the end of the process now to say actually not only do we actually deliver that seventy percent at the start, actually we are now significantly improving that auto match rate, mm-hmm. yeah, already. 